When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Rehap Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and we are here to talk about everything from episode 10 of RuPaul's Drag Race season 14. It was Snatch Game, or was it Snatch Game? I don't know. Another non-elimination, but we will get into everything from that episode, as well as touching on the Drag Race UK versus the World finale. That's right. It's over. It, it's done. So we'll talk about the winner and all of that. But first, let me welcome in our fabulous panel who's here to help me break everything down. First, woman who I'm always happy to talk to. It is Beth Dixon. Beth, how are you? I'm doing well, but I'm really excited to investigate both of these episodes. What made the winner the winner of UK versus the world and what made possibly one of the worst snatch games ever happen? That's right. We're not giving commentary. We're just investigating. I'm not judging. I'm just investigating. Investigating. All right. And the panel would not be complete without the wonderful Amon Adwin. Amon, how are you? I'm great. I uh I'm kind of sad because I did not get to watch this episode um at the bar that I usually go to because <laughs> my buddy um came down with a bit of an illness, not COVID oh, or anything like that. And he huh. just got sick. So I just stayed in for the next but I, I would have loved to have been there to see the audience's reaction in real time to this doozy of an episode. But yeah, I am I'm great. Glad to be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doozy of an episode indeed. So Deja Sky does get her first win, which we had touched on that, you know, and she mentions herself, the Susan Lucci, no longer, (laughs) no longer. She has her first win. It was Snatch Game, but apparently everybody else was so bad that we simultaneously couldn't eliminate anybody because everybody was so bad. So we have to have a separate lip sync Lollapurooza smackdown something. Yeah. I don't even remember the name in next week's episode, which I guess will send one queen home, two queens home. The like way that. I need them to send three queens home next week in order to be on track. <laughs> yeah. There are eight queens left. Still. Eight queens. There are eight whole queens that are left in this competition. And Going like, into what? episode 11. Episode yeah. 11 on a season yes. that usually has around 14 to 15 episodes. Yes. We still have eight 
queens and i'm i'm worried i'm interested about that too it's like is this like tournament style so like when somebody loses do they then go and like lip sync the next loser and you just whittle it down to one like they should just send two people home they should just send two people home Elton john might tell track. us how it goes next week so <laughs> oh yeah right that was such a uh, random moment in uk versus oh my world. god in uk versus well, we'll talk about the random cameos that rue purchased <laughs> that were like clearly not personalized at all cameos <laughs> but uh but yes so aman so aman i totally get what you're saying also because there's seven queens so mm-hmm. the, like how 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 are we gonna is it it like it can't just be a everybody lip syncs because it if, like i don't know something about the name lala perusa smackdown lip sync thing makes me feel like it has to be something bigger like multiple rounds you know what i'm saying like yeah like it's like a, i guess it's like the thing that they did in all stars four when they had everybody come back and lip sync their way back into the competition i guess so it's like hmm. everybody will you just they'll just pair people off and then the winner the winner whoever wins the first round is safe and then you have all the losers go against each other and then whoever loses that is out but they have an but odd man out. Have, yeah, you would still have multiple. Yeah, that's because there's seven. So you would have that. two. Okay, <laughs> you would have three, <laughs> three groups of two with one left over. So maybe a three because we've seen a three person lip sync before. Because person. in the season premiere of twelve, Tina Burner yeah. lip synced against three. Like there were three of them: it was Elliot, Elliot, Kamora, maybe. And Tina Burner. Anyway, whatever. They've done a yeah. three-person lip sync smackdown before. Also, we have the finale of season ten that also mm-hmm. had yes. three. So yes. yeah, so we could do Everyone like but Asia. Yeah. <laughs> oh yikes. So we could do two groups of two groups of two and one group of three. Yes. Yeah. And then the winners move on, and then we're left with four, and then they face off. And then the losers of that lip sync face off. Then that's one, yes. two, three, four, five, six. That's six lip syncs. Or we could go even crazier. Ready for this? Okay. Everybody okay. lip syncs by themselves. Uh-huh. All seven. Okay. Whichever one is the weakest uh, is kind of put off to the side, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then you have the other pairs go against each other. And then it's just, it's lip syncing until there's a loser, essentially. So once you win, you're safe and you don't have to lip sync. So the anymore. one who's the best, the one who did the best out of the seven is safe. And no. then the loser's lip sync? So what I'm thinking of is I think he really wants to punish them, right? So if okay. you're like the worst, okay, the absolute worst, like the worst, you're the, you're the outsider one. And then everybody okay. is kind of going, uh, you don't want to stay in the competition, basically. So everyone's going to have to lip sync at least twice. Okay. I don't think that's how it's going to go. But I'm just thinking if he wants to be fucking crazy, RuPaul will do something like that. You know, I'm just not <laughs> particularly enamored with a lot of the girls that are left in terms of like the lip syncing skills. Okay. We don't really have a lot of Trinity Caponays or Laganjas or. And Deja, who's the lip sync assassin, isn't even going to lip sync. I know. Yeah. Yeah. She like, just chill. So <laughs> I'm just she does worried. lip sync, but she's just safe. Whoever goes against no, her, I don't think she's going to compete. But sorry, I'm on. Keep going. Sorry. No, I was just saying. I'm just worried that we're going to get a slew of songs that are going to be wasted. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, you are exactly correct. Because even the queens that I would say are, are like the true lip sync assassins, like the Jasmine Kennedys, the Georgeses of the world, we've now seen them lip sync multiple times. So even that, like the allure is gone. So Angeria, yeah. Okay, who haven't we seen? Angeria, we haven't seen lip sync. Willow, mm-hmm. Willow, and Bosco, Lady Camden, and Lady Cam. Okay, oh, no, Lady we have Cam- seen Lane- Lady Camden, but that was for the win. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So okay, Lady Camden, I'm excited for. Hmm. Yeah. I could, so we could we Maybe. could see more of Lady Camden. Uh, I'm excited to see Bosco. I've seen her mm-hmm. lip sync on videos, and she's good. Okay. I, I, she's she is entertaining. She's not like a she's a dancer, but she's not like a Jasmine Kennedy kind of dancer. She's just like she really takes on the song in a unique way. So she's yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah, and that's the thing is like because we haven't seen four of them lip sync yet. Okay, maybe now we'll have or three of them. I guess now we'll have the opportunity to see that. But we have seen Diabetti lip sync because remember she was sent home week one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we have seen Lady Camden lip sync, but like you mentioned for the win, Deja we've seen lip sync, but doesn't matter. She's not participating. Jasmine Kennedy and Georges we have seen multiple times now. Yeah. So yeah, uh, look when Diabetti was like, "Am I irritated that there are eight of us left?" Or eight of us still here or whatever she said absolutely and I was like yes absolutely and then we went and still didn't eliminate someone and I was like yes absolutely it's mm-hmm. so frustrating because you're taking a season that is a good season and I feel like you're just ruining it by doing these non-eliminations one of my friends texted me texted me and she was like by comparison Bob had already been crowned by episode 10 like <laughs> Bob had already won a season by this time and we have eight queens left Oh, I'm so annoyed. It's just about the money, I guess, and these advertiser dollars. Like, as you just stretch the season out, more money for the network, more money for RuPaul. Uh, somebody was like, here's a novel idea. How about you just cast more queens and just eliminate the queens? No, but seriously, though, like, <laughs> just have 16 queens. If you want to have a season that's long, that long, just, just cast more queens. I know that VH1 requires so many more episodes than Logo ever did. And it seems like they're increasing it every year. And for, to that question, I say, you already have untucked VH1. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't really... I want you to know, none of us care to have more episodes. Yeah. None I just, of us. I just, I just think back to... And this is like not just out of the realm of Drag Race. I just think back to Viola Davis. I remember reading an interview that she did when she had initially signed on to become um, Annalise Keating and How to mm. Get Away with Murder. And she was Ever. looking at Grey's Anatomy and she was looking at Scandal and she noticed how those uh, shows, their seasons are like 20 plus episodes, mm-hmm. right? Not all of them, but most of them. And she was like, you know, I don't really care to be Annalise Keating for like one third of the year. You know what I mean? Like I kind of want, I kind of want there to be, there should be urgency when it comes to when we write these episodes, because we know that we're only going to get a finite amount. And so she only agreed to be on the show for 15 episodes per season. Okay. So that way, when it, when the going, like when, when the show is about to reach the end of its life and you know there's time to wrap things up, you end it nicely. So how to get away with murder had 15 episode seasons six seasons okay and it it went from 2014 to 2020 it was a beautiful run she got like three nominations she got the emmy she was the first african-american woman to win an emmy in a dramatic series and it just went out on a completely beautiful high note right that's the way to do it rupaul like i know that you want money i get it 
but just tell VH1 because they're not VH like I and maybe I'm overestimating what the the power that RuPaul has, or maybe I'm just underestimating his greed. I feel like you have the power to be like, you know, we're doing a little bit too much here, and plus we already have so many different international versions of the show. If you can't get enough Drag Race here in the in the states, go abroad. Okay, there are like put that three dollars in that uh that that Wow Wonder account, World of Wonder account, and just watch Drag Race to your heart's content. But for here in the states, what I want for us to have is 12 episode seasons. That's it. Yes. I feel like VH1 would have no choice but to be like, all right, well, it is your show, so I guess we're just going to have to abide by that. It just and seems es- especially since these episodes are now an hour and a half, like, it's mm-hmm. just like, it's too many slices of pie. Like, you have, like, 17,000 episodes at an hour and a half every week. Now, don't get me wrong. I was super excited when they stretched it out to an hour and a half because now I feel like we're getting more character background of the Queen's. We also know that a lot of that can be, like, manufactured by production. But most of it feels a little bit more organic now than it had in the past, which is good. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing more of these wonderful character moments in addition to the silliness. I like that we've gone back to many challenges. I love that kind of the camp of it that mm-hmm. created such a wonderful feeling on Logo. Like we're finally recapturing that. Just need you to cut down on episodes a little bit. Now I will say the one reason why I'm happy that we're I still have four people on my draft. So I mean, there is there is that as well. I mean, I must say, even my it has been nice that. for you to hold on to George's. George's is just the gift that keeps on giving, baby. You that's right, George. You better stay in that competition, sweetie. But I'm just like, look, RuPaul, like you, you, you don't have you don't have to do this. <laughs> you don't have to do this. Like blink twice if you need help because <laughs> we need help out here it's, and you can still have gag worthy seasons you can mm-hmm. still like i mean we it's not like we were like season five is still considered one of the best seasons of the show and it didn't ha- it did not drag itself out for half the year okay you can still if you want to have a double shantae in there do it and then eliminate three queens the next episode like do it you know <laughs> if you really want to do that then do, it. do it but it's just you know it, it doesn't have to be this way that's all, all right. I feel like Drag Race is going through a lot of the growing pains that other reality TV shows have gone through, which is this feeling this need to outgag themselves every single season Mm -hmm. to have the to have the new twist, the new this, the new that. Whereas, like, if you just who's a little birdie mentioning other reality TV shows, I don't know, I can't hear it. Um, You just need good people. Just cast entertaining people and i would even say this cast is entertaining just let them like be themselves be entertaining and just stop because i'm looking at the thing right now so technically there were two elimination episodes at the beginning of the season but then because orion and daya were brought back they don't really mm-hmm. count as non-elimination right? yeah. so okay so that's well, it's okay so two non-eliminations then another non-elimination when they all did well and it was the top two. Then we had a non-elimination last week and now we have another non-elimination this week. That's five of your ten episodes were non-elimination episodes, essentially. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. In what universe, in what other reality TV show are half of your episodes non-elimination episodes? Edge of Extinction. 
Well, that, technically <laughs> none of them are elimination episodes until the very, very end. I know. Oh, no, I guess Keith, Keith leave. Yeah. <laughs> Sandra left a winner's at Sandra left, yeah, exactly. Oh, Whatever. Man. Anyway, the point is, is that I'm annoyed and I'm frustrated and I want to love the show because I do love the show. But when mm-hmm. this is happening, it's just so much. And I can like, I can, I don't even want to go back and listen to what we were saying last week. But like, I remember saying like, well, you know, it's kind of annoying, but like, we're okay because it's going to be fine. <laughs> no, it's annoying now. Next week. I, <laughs> I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. Um, We're in the middle of March and no one's been eliminated this month, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's what everybody kept saying. Like, a a queen is not going home in the entire month of March. I I like, I mean, let's contextualize that though. It's two episodes. (laughs) Like, it's two weeks, which is a lot, but they're like the entire month of March. I'm like, we're, (laughs) We're two weeks in. Like, <laughs> I don't care. It if we get to the I'm end of March, I mean, by the, gone, but, that's a you know, by the time week. Friday rolls around, it'll be what? Like March, March uh, 20th 20 or so? March something? 19th? March 18th. So, I mean, we will Friday, have gone yeah. like a third of the way, uh, two thirds of it into March. <laughs> Watching the same <laughs> Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, <laughs> the one thing I think we can count on is somebody's friggin' going home on Friday. <laughs> like, Dude, I hope so. <laughs> If it doesn't happen, I, that's it. I'm done. You guys are on your own. You can finish the podcast season all on your yeah. own. I'm out. <laughs> we'll we just quit. instead of doing podcasts every week, we'll just do like a, a group rant session on uh, like Twitter Spaces or whatever they are. Just like yeah, everybody who wants to yeah. come in, come chat. We're gonna just it's have like a at, therapy time. Like at some point, like to the queens, like and I don't know how much they're getting paid, but I'm like I'm wondering, like, is being on Drag Race even going to be financially worth the hit? After a while, like, <laughs> you could have probably made so much more money just staying in NYC or wherever the fuck you are, going to gig after gig after gig, maybe like multiple times a week, and getting that little thousand dollar little stipend that they give you. It might be a little bit more. I don't know how much it is, but like after a certain while, if they keep you there in LA in that hotel for like three months, and like, is it worth it, girl? Like, damn, like, and during uh, the pandemic, sure, worth it. I'm obviously we're still in the pandemic, but things have opened up now. Drags is happening outside. Probably mm-hmm. not as worth it. <laughs> it's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale. With Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganello, all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. All right. Well, can we actually talk about the episode? Yeah, I was like, I can't decide if I feel better or not. I think I feel better, but yeah, let's talk, let's talk about the episode. So I, I just want to jump right into Snatch Game because really, you know, it's Snatch Game Runway, I guess the mini challenge, I suppose. But let's actually talk about the Snatch Game, right? Because the whole gag, the whole reason why no one went home is because everyone was so bad except for Deja. So I guess the first question is, do you guys feel like that is an accurate assessment of the Snatch Game this week? Was it so bad that it warranted sending everyone but Deja into an elimination smackdown? No. No. Okay, good. I'm glad we're all on the same This was better than season four putting that out there Hmm. season four had two people who did really well and everybody else was awful and then you had latrice who was just mad at how bad people were doing so she didn't even do anything you know what i mean like this was people trying at the very Mm -hmm. least Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know 
and they got got some laughs from RuPaul and you know from the audience. Like I don't think that everybody's performance here. And to be quite honest, like I'm glad that Deja won, but I mean, it's kind of hard. <laughs> How do I say this? How do I say this? Because I get that because I think that she should, definitely should have won. She was the best yeah. by far. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally get it. But like in the context of like the great performances of Snatch Game, I don't know if this is up there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. If if she's the benchmark, then the surely the rest of the girls don't deserve to be at the bottom. Because I I love that Diabetti, even though everybody's giving her so much grief for being like the the, the bitter old bitch in the uh the, I the, love the it though bitter Betty in the uh, in the confessional. She's like, you're saying I was as bad as them? Are you serious? Like that yeah. was my favorite confessional from this suit. You're saying I was as bad as Jasmine this week? There's a clip of Willow at play in, uh, in Kentucky. <laughs> like, at the bar. And uh, they're filming that moment. And, and you see Diabetes' response. And Willow freaking loses it laughing. Like, almost falls off of her seat because it's so funny to her. And I'm like, yes! It was so good. I, I'm gonna say this. I actually think Jasmine was better than most of the other people because at least Betsy DeVos doesn't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> like, she was in character. I actually really liked her. My team did not prepare me for this. Like, I thought that was fine. And the way that they had silence, I was like, no, no, but that's really Betsy DeVos. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know what people were so upset about. For- Meanwhile, Diabetti did nothing remotely related to Ozzy Osbourne. Just, and that's not even Ozzy. I don't know what you're doing there. There was the one head joke at the beginning during the introduction that made me laugh. And yeah, apart from that, not not a whole lot of jokes. Look, I would say for me, this is a perfect, the perfect example of the power of editing. I think you take this Snatch Game and you show it against other garbage Snatch Games, which we have had right in the past. And you see the way that they edit the laughter. They edit Rue cackling over some of the other jokes. Because I was listening, like some of Lady Camden's jokes, I actually thought were really funny and and they just edited nothing i so so this is my conspiracy theory is that like this was their plan all along and so they told the crew don't laugh i don't care how funny you think it is don't laugh because then they're also going to get in their own head and it's going to be worse because they're not getting the reaction from the crew that like would theoretically be there reacting and mm-hmm. Rue's doing the same thing and you can tell because Rue like starts at the beginning laughing at everybody and then just like stops halfway through it's super weird I think it's a conspiracy yeah. theory I think they're like they're messing with them they were playing yeah, because Rue will happen. laugh at anything normally so yes and there was an abs- I'm sorry in what universe do you not get a kombucha kombucha joke when they're like mm-hmm. I don't get it what do you mean you don't get it it's kombucha kombucha she has goop they have candles that smell like her vagina so of course she would have kombucha which is kombucha and like oh is this like a drag race down under joke where now it's too oh this is too low class for us but then sometimes it's okay I was just I felt like I was going wacko because I just yeah. felt like what I was seeing on the screen was not be consistent with what I was being told and I was like wait I'm not allowed to laugh but I am allowed to laugh I mean clearly there were people who like did not do well that missed jokes right okay so I'm not saying it was like the funniest thing ever clearly it was missed opportunities missed jokes all of that but it was mm-hmm. not nearly as bad as it felt like the editors were trying to make it seem agreed I also don't think that Georges was that bad as <laughs> Alana Glacier like she 
She, I will say this, it was really funny when they kept showing her do like the little tongue, like, ah, because it was mm-hmm. so mechanical. It, did, it looked like she was one of those mechanical dolls at like Chuck E. Cheese, like, yeah. um, but, but even like she, I thought she captured the, the spirit of Alana fine. It's just that she didn't have the jokes necessarily to back it up. So everybody had elements of something that was right. Maybe they had the joke, but they didn't have the essence of the character, which therefore made the joke not as funny or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like I could not get past how awful Bosco's voice was for Gwyneth Paltrow. Like that really bothered me. But at the same <laughs> she time, she sounded like, like Alaska. Hello, yeah. RuPaul. <laughs> I'm Gwyneth Paltrow. Like I thought it was so bad that that was fucking funny to me. <laughs> In the same way that like Jasmine's like Southern accent a few weeks ago was so bad. It was funny. That's how I felt Gwyneth Mm -hmm. was, which is what clearly Bosco was going for. Mm -hmm. Because she even said, like, I have this idea of a characterization of of Gwyneth Paltrow. So I just kind of generally I totally agree with you, Liana, that I really think this was kind of set up a little bit. And I'm also I'm going to do one big hot take here. I'm going to argue that on the whole. Snatch Game itself is not ever really good. I feel like every year we're disappointed with Snatch Game. And so what they did this year was they said, well, everyone's always disappointed with Snatch Game. What if we just panned everybody and just Mm -hmm. go from there? And as a means to troll both the queens and the audience. Yeah, I do think that we have rose colored lenses. I think that we mm-hmm. enjoy, we remember all of the, the great. You remember the little Edie. You remember the T.S. Madison performances. We remember, uh, we remember Harriet Tubman last year. We just remember all of the good ones. And then we just expect all of them to be like that. And that's just, that's just not going to be the case. Like some of these queens are just not good at improv. Improv is hard. It is, mm-hmm. It's hard to just do improv when you're not when you're just being yourself, let alone yeah. having to put a character on top of all of that. Um, but I mean, and I, and I do take the point that Snatch Game isn't necessarily an acting challenge. It is a comedy challenge. I love that. Doug. Well, let's just be clear. I think the best Snatch Game performance of the episode was Dove Cameron as a guest judge on <laughs> on RuPaul's Drag Race. Dove she Cameron killed, killed it. it. Yeah. He knocked it so out. So fun. She, she came to that set with a look. She came to that set ready to critique. She had notes. She like they, they they had no choice but to give her more screen time than Carson. I was like, okay, who's, who's judging this shit over here? So, um, and we, she and had we a have point footage. of view with no agenda. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. It was great. That, it was so every good. time I see a cis white girl come on as a judge, I get a little nervous <laughs> because I know how us cis white girls can be. Like I'm voguing. really into voguing right now, you know, I'm like really right I'm, now. you know, but she came in and I was just like, oh, that yeah. is what a judge should be, regardless yeah. of whatever your identities are. No, she was great. But I totally agree with you, Oman. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, uh, I just, I'm sorry, I'm going back to my conspiracy there. I feel like they heard Willow say there's just going to be one challenge that we all bomb. And the producers were like, worked it into the story. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is a great quote. Like, this is so good. Let's How does she this. know we were going to do this in two weeks and do a double Shantae next week in order to make sure we had eight queens? So, like, time it out. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I asked this question on this podcast before, but I can't remember our conversation mm-hmm. about it. But like, sometimes I'm like, are it's is are we just not to sound like pretentious at all? 
are we just like too cerebral and too intelligent for the show? Like, is it that what it is? Yeah. Do most people watch the show and they don't think about this stuff as deeply because they I mean they don't have to podcast about it for one and and for mm-hmm. two? It's just like it, it's just like mindless television to them. It's like, oh wow, a a a, 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 a lip sync tournament next episode. It's going to be so much How fun. Like, I'm fun. sure there are so many people out there that are just like that, and I wonder if the vast majority of fans are sort of just like that and they just don't mm-hmm. really give a shit you know what I mean and because and I, I, I know that at least on Twitter I know that there the people that are on Twitter are like us they're like what yeah. like, RuPaul come on like yeah. what are we doing so I know that there are people that are like we're definitely not a small contingent but I wonder if like maybe we are overestimating how big of a contingent we actually are and if production is just going to pander to whoever they think is going to enjoy the show the most and not to say that we don't enjoy it I'm still we're all going to be there next week I'm going to watch it still I'm going to watch it I'm going to be watching rat, Drag Race until the wheels fall off like, Rat Race it <laughs> is rabbit race. Yes it is Rat Race I'm going to be watching that shit until it's, it's, it's said and done but you know I just wonder maybe <laughs> maybe we're just you know we were just too too uh too smart for it i'm like that has always been my issue amon i know that's just my biggest flaw i'm just too smart for this (laughs) well uh, that's yeah that's why i always i just i'm so smart i'm 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 curious where the drag race casuals are because normally we would go to facebook for the survivor or the the big brother casuals so i am trying to see the Facebook page for RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I, I'm actually scared of what this could show. Yeah, I mean, it's like everybody's sort of in line with what the show edited together. Such a disappointment, painful to watch, except for Deja. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying yeah. to look for something with a lip sync, but like definitely in terms of their interpretation of the Snatch Game, it was what the show telegraphed. Yeah, yeah. I have and learned. Yeah, I have learned that Facebook is the place where you go to fall in line with anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just generally speaking, it could be politics or it could be whatever. But and Twitter's the place where you go to complain about everything. And so you have to find the middle ground where I don't know where that is. If it's what TikTok. <laughs> I just like I just like I don't yeah. like being I guess I just enjoy the people that really take time to understand the editing style of RuPaul's Drag Race which yeah. is why I do watch so many Drag Race YouTubers mm-hmm. to hear their perspective about what, like not only because we can understand the edit for what it is we know when we're being fed something we know when someone is being made to be in the bottom or if it's a ploy and a red herring to make us think they're going to be in the bottom but they're not like we become pretty attuned to how editors do that i guess like now the question that i like to get answered is why is it like that yeah. like why are you um why is production putting a lot of um emphasis behind this particular queen so early on like what it, like what is the story yeah. that they are trying to tell what stories and storylines and arcs do drag race production typically favor over others like do we like the fashion queen that ends up to have like a heart of gold that isn't a suck up bitch or do we like the quirky queen that's underestimated and it ends up pulling it out like an Evie Alina Jinx like what is the meta of drag race and that's sort of like that's where I feel like I need to go now because I feel like the edit within itself is just like not that interesting anymore on its own yeah Okay, I still can't find anything about the lip sync smackdown like (laughs) no one has said a word about it uh, like and I'm scrolling down through the page trying to find something. It's mainly just like this is the worst snatch game ever. So you know, again, like this sucks. Yeah. This was bad. Blah 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 blah. I don't think that 
that uh, Angeria was that bad as Tammy Brown. Like, I laughed. I it mean, was I, like the physicality yeah, was all with, there. I agree that with Michelle that it was just completely one note. And also, yeah. she missed so many isms. Like, I hope yeah. I was hoping for her to pull out some of like the. Did I ever tell you about the time I found a dead body? Like, yeah. I mean, just stuff like that. That would have been amazing. Okay. Or the. Huh. Or the uh, Teletubbies teleport us to Mars. Mars. Yeah. So here's the thing. This is this is how. Again, I go back to the editing. Okay, so they could have given the critiques the way that they did, or the critiques could have been like, Angeria, you're Tammy Brown. You know, we wanted more of those isms. We wanted more of the. We wanted more of that. However. It was still really funny because blah, 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 blah. Like, it was weird. Like, it was almost like the way that um, Juju B got positive critiques for her share impression. It was like, mm-hmm. well, it was like a caricature of a caricature of a caricature. Oh, well, that's what you did with Tammy Brown here. It was like a caricature of a caricature. Yeah. So I could see her then somehow getting a positive critique based on exactly the same performance. Same with Gwyneth Paltrow. Like yes, exactly. The Gwyneth Paltrow thing was a whole... like. I, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe Bosco was too smart also because she even mentioned when they're getting ready for the challenge, I'm not doing Gwyneth Paltrow like Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm doing her as the snake oil salesman that she has become with Droop because that's what we can say without being, mm-hmm. you know, sued by Goop. <laughs> that was really funny concept, right? So mm-hmm. then maybe it was just like there were things missing in the execution, but I could mm-hmm. see still that getting positive critiques. So maybe I it, think was it was, like, it, was intelli- it was a very intelligent approach. Yes. Yeah. Yes, totally agree. It was like very cerebral, very much like you kind of have to think about the jokes that are being told to you. So maybe it was like it wasn't stupid humor enough or maybe the queens didn't Mm -hmm. push it far enough. So like maybe she didn't push it far enough. Maybe Lady Camden didn't push it far enough as William Shakespeare. And they were just like hoping for more. I don't know. Obviously, we weren't in the room, but like clearly we all have very strong opinions. about. So If you guys had to choose who the bottom two were, who would they be? I know who my bottom two would be, but I want to hear what yours would be. So I did. I tried to go through and I tried Not to including pick the runway. Just just performance. Just performance. I tried to pick where I would put people. I felt like Willow did not do well. Like She's fundamentally. One of my mm-hmm. I think yeah. I probably would have put Willow in the bottom two. Then I think it's really a toss-up for me between Georges. Maybe Jasmine, depending on the interpretation, or Daya, I think mm-hmm. probably. I think I would have had Deja, Bosco, and Lady Camden in the top. Yep. Yes. So my bottom yeah. two would be Willow and then either one of Jasmine Georges or Daya. Okay. Willow's definitely, I think, the one who did the worst out of everyone. Yeah, yeah I think Willow, and I'm like, I'm trying to remove my bias. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm also trying to like see through the edit and trying to read between the lines. Right. Um, was it Jasmine or was it Georges? I feel like it might have been Georges. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd probably say Georges and Willow. Yeah. Maybe that's why I, I want Georges sending Willow home. Yeah. <laughs> ah, probably. <laughs> I was going to say, I for, for me personally, Willow definitely. Mm-hmm. Diabetes the other one because mm-hmm. not only did I just feel like the whole characterization was off point she was also just copying answers off of, uh, <laughs> like yeah. that was the Bosco. gag was it like yeah. he's too senile to like come up with his own thing so he's gonna copy I don't know that, I, I didn't even get that joke. as a gag I just thought that he was like I don't know what I'm doing okay I'll just write this down like it was a bit like, there, 
Yeah, there was a bit of like, because I mean, it is an improv challenge and it's you should never shut down whatever the prompt is. You have Mm -hmm. to go with it. And so there was a bit of that as well. But I think what pushes like what she did to save herself was sort of go over the top where some of the others were not. So I feel Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day, if you ham it up, you will save yourself. You know what I mean? Um, And I think that she she delivered on that front. But Georges and Jasmine did not. Yeah, I kind of feel like then if you were to add in the runways, I loved Willow's runway. Mm. Um, I thought the whole category was an interesting choice. Like, yeah, not what, in a, what specifically was the category? Okay, so this was the utmost confusion to me. It was holy couture. Now, I interpreted that as high fashion with holes in it, like uh. holes, <laughs> but no, it was like, religious holy not like swiss cheese holy but somebody whoever would have went with that one would have probably got had the best look in my opinion (laughs) which i was i thought that that was what willow was going for at first was the holes and then i realized like no she really is just trying to be a mushroom like worships mushrooms so i don't know maybe it was like i heard a lot of worship so maybe it was like worship couture was maybe what they were originally given or something with that because it felt like it was like religious-y things so something you something you worship but then everybody i felt like interpreted interpreted it differently because like angeria for example was dressed as you know the the church lady right and then willow was like i'm a mushroom i was like hmm (laughs) okay so you worship mushrooms is that like what it is that's your because then also lady camden was i'm the spice girls because i worship the spice girls right okay i just right there's a part now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not really religious at all. I, I consider myself agnostic. I could see how this runway would become very controversial very quickly. Um, in the, in a sense of appropriation, not to the Christian churches. I don't care that much because they're hegemonic power. So whatever. But like, <laughs> if you had done something that was like a take, if you, if you weren't a Jewish queen, for example, and you did something that was like a take on Judaism, that could be very controversial. Um, if you did something that was, I don't know, I just felt like this was in such a weird territory that you had to be able to say, what is something that I personally um, follow yeah. spiritually or religiously? So I, be- and th- that's what everybody did. So I believe the prompt they got wasn't about do something that is religious in nature, but I'm sure that it was, hey, what's something that you personally find, you know, spiritual or, or something that you do? Because we all know that RuPaul is really big on everybody should have a spiritual practice. Like, you know, he used to talk about all the time on what's the tea, um, making sure that every guest he had on, he would ask, hey, so what do you do as like a spiritual practice? Like some people have church and that kind of thing, but other people do meditation. Like what is something you do that's spiritual um, in order to get in tune with that side? That I think much makes much more sense because then you're getting to know that queen a little bit better through the vulnerabilities, but it just doesn't come across that way with holy couture. Yeah, it should. You need the the name needs to be better because, like, yeah, because I mean, I I agree with what you're saying. Like, it, you do. I mean, I mean, every time you go into religion, you are sort of entering a a territory that can get very dicey, and maybe yeah. that's not something that you want to do on a show like Drag Race, where you know everyone can has the potential to become 
super offended because I think drag within itself is very much meant to be in that lane and offend you and mm-hmm. challenge your totally. ideas about that. So like, if you want to wear something that's a little sacrilegious, go ahead, girl. Like, I mean, if you're okay yeah. with, you know, the church coming for you, then go ahead. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. you do what you got to do. Um, but yeah, I can understand, you know, I can understand the prompt being a little bit more personal, uh, yeah. but it does sort of like, it, it does, even and then you can kind of do whatever you want then. Like, it's like whatever you choose to worship that day, like I could say that I really, really worship some Jiffy peanut butter. So I'm a dress up like peanut butter today. And it's like, all right, so the, where are we going here? You know what I mean? So yeah, you gotta, they should have given us a bit more of a, cause that's what we got, you know, so many different interpretations on mm-hmm. the runway. Well, okay. What is Deja worshiping? Because this Deja was the first one to walk the runway. And this is what extra made me confused. I was still confused mm-hmm. with the whole whole thing. But then she, what is she worshiping? She, she said she worships bad bitches. And so she's paying homage to the original bad bitch, Joan of Arc. Yeah. And she, it's, a, it's a direct um, homage of whenever the Met Gala had heavenly bodies as their mm-hmm. theme. And Zendaya wore something very similar to this okay. also paying homage to Joan of Arc. Okay. So it's sort of like Good. paying homage to Zendaya's homage to Joan of Arc. Okay, perfect. Good. Because I was very confused. Apart from the mm-hmm. collar and then she said that that it was Joan of Arc, but then I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to I, I was still caught up about the holes thing. So like maybe that was like a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um but then thing. uh then I mean Jasmine so Jasmine comes out and like has the reveal, but her look was like just like 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 night like the night like night sky kind of thing was that like so, the, so it came out first and she had the um black the gemini yeah. yeah so she okay. so what she was doing was talking like about her her horoscope as her sun sign as a gemini okay and then she got rid of that and now she is like the galaxy itself right representing like all of astrology i actually loved her look both looks oh i think she, i i think she had gorgeous. the best look I think she had the best look and the best concept for the runway, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Yeah. There's some other good ones. Those ones I had the most questions about in terms of like how they fit with the category. Cause I think maybe they were the first two and then it like took me a while to figure everybody else out. Um, but I thought, yeah, I thought Jasmine's was like absolutely gorgeous. It was very pretty. And I thought that the reveal also was unexpected. And so that was nice. It was, and it was a, clean different kind of reveal we're used to something where somebody pulls something down or whatever and this was like Mm -hmm. almost like she kind of ripped it off this way and i thought that was really cool um i think and that for me is why jasmine would have moved to either third place Mm -hmm. or or like the third bottom place or even to safe was because i really felt like if you really take what her character was and the things that she did bring Mm -hmm. and then this look she would be safe for me this week versus mm-hmm. diabetes, I think had one of the worst runways. Um, <laughs> the that wedding dress was, I thought it was so ugly. I hated every moment of, <laughs> but you can agree. You can like it, Amon. That you're, you're grin right now. <laughs> I'm, I love Lady Gaga. So mm. I got it immediately, but I, but I will say that. So when she fell, and it was unintentional. I mean, she, for the most part, she did go with it. But I'm mm-hmm. like, girl, if you're going to be on here wearing Gaga looks, at least know, like, know what you're doing. Like, you could have made that work not only by just like going with it, but literally, she, it's Lady Gaga masquerading as Mary Magdalene. And at, literally at the end of the Judas music video, she gets stoned to death and falls to the floor. Say that. 
Like it's like no, yeah. you're not. Though. I was yeah. so pissed off when she didn't say that. I was like, oh my god, that was you could have gone for that, and she just well, went right over her head. <laughs> I thought it was on purpose. I thought it was yeah. on purpose, Amon, because I was like, oh, that may wait. It's a wait. What? <laughs> I was Those, like, Come on. I. I knew the fall wasn't on purpose because your ankles do not go in that direction. <laughs> I, it was getting I, very much America's Next Top Model season seven oh, with Tyra yes. Mabem where those sky high ass stilettos down at the judging panel. Oh my God. How did she I, not get sued for that? That was I crazy. thought for sure we were going to see a medevac. I was like that. I was. I thought her like bone was going to be sticking out. I saw like yeah, literally, I'm so ankles, sick. Honey. They yeah. showed that like three times too in a row. It's not like they just show it when she falls. They're like, and now let's go back and watch it in slow motion. And I'm like, her body's going this way, but her ankles are going this way. That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, but then are. even mm-hmm. if you're trying to do a religious runway, even if you don't do the stone to death thing, which is what I thought she was going to do, I thought maybe she would at least like genuflect or something because she's on her knees, which is where so many people pray and do that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But no. Just like I'm gonna do the same movement the entire time. This ooh, ooh, thing. <laughs> I just didn't like. A, I I I felt like the dress itself. I could tell was a Frankenstein. Let's put a whole bunch of wedding dresses together, but not like it. It didn't either go too. It it should have gone way further with. Wow, look at how many dresses are are together. Or made it look more seamless like it was one dress. It looked somewhere in the middle. So for me, it looked discombobulated rather than like the concept of doing mm-hmm. that look, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. I think uh, I think another look that I didn't think deserved some of the hate that it got from the judges was Lady Camden's. I thought this was really cute. I love the way that she merged all of the Spice Girls kind of together into one. And again, it's something that she worships. So going based on that interpretation of the prompt, I felt like this really fit the assignment. So I was just I felt like Lady Camden wasn't getting her due this episode and I felt defensive for some reason. So <laughs> I just wanted to uh, to mention that. I also don't get how that is costumey. I don't know. Girl, I don't yeah. know. I feel like that's their go to critique when they when don't they, know yeah. when they don't know what to say about when they don't it's like it. It's borderline too costumey. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a costume show. I don't know how to tell you all yeah. this. this- <laughs> if you want to say it looks crafty that's one thing but I didn't even think it looked yeah. crafty like it looked yeah. good to me I was like meanwhile Deja is wearing a costume I don't know what to tell you your top person is yeah. literally wearing something I feel like is a, an actual costume you could pick up somewhere <sighs> just tailored exactly. a little better yeah uh, okay let's see what else anything else from the episode so we do have the mini challenge to talk about which was the create a wearable pop art using nothing but bubble wrap you know it's fine I know honestly in all the drama from the rest of the episode it was totally an afterthought I thought some of the people put together looks that were like so good in such little time I was very impressed by that yeah Um, but yeah it was fine I was I'm surprised I forgot about that because it was celebrating my favorite thing, which is seltzer. <laughs> I was like, oh, bubbly. I love I love bubbly. And then when they all went back and, and uh, untucked and they had the I was like, the way I'd just be like, can I have like six more cans for my hotel room? That'd be great. Thank you. Just an ad for <laughs> bubbly. Okay. Listen, I'm trying. I'm, I've given up on trying to get Polar to sponsor me. I'm sorry. Just, it's a sad day. moment in my life. One day. 
Okay. So yeah, honestly, nothing much to say about that. I just hope they send somebody home. I'm just yeah. praying. <laughs> I'm worshiping. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it, it, it's time. It's time to to nip it in the bud. We're, we're reaching the end of the end of the wire. And from apparently some of the latest spoilers that we're hearing about a supposed season of Drag Race that's supposed to come on after this season. This season is supposed to end, I think, April twenty something. So. You got about a little over a month left. Mm-hmm. So I guess they do have four episodes, five at the very most, to uh, yep. get this stuff down to the wire. <laughs> Send these queens home. Yeah. <laughs> the, so that is the rumor. So the rumor slash real thing that's happening is a all winners season. Yes. We're having winners at war drag race edition. I'm very excited. I don't believe we have the cast list for that yet, but we will be talking about that and then most likely covering it when that season airs. So yes. stay tuned. We don't have an official announcement of the season itself either, but we know. Um and with that, I also pretty much know who's on as well. <laughs> Okay. We will get that. But here's the thing. I'm going to put this out there again. I like seeing spoilers for who will be on certain things. I don't like looking at spoilers as to like what happens in a Mm -hmm. season. And there were some people who have like started tagging us and things uh, a couple weeks in advance of being like, I like, you know, the whole Willow thing with like, predicting that there would be a challenge or whatever and be like, Oh, I hope this doesn't come to bite them all in the bat. And I'm like, you knew don't tag me in this stuff like like it's fun to bring it up now that's funny but like no yeah i think that's a good reminder don't tag us in those kinds of spoilers right because we want to enjoy the show and be shocked and be surprised and be angry if i get all my anger out beforehand what will i do on the podcast this is my ranting session yeah if i if i already know what's gonna happen and then i go to podcast about it it's like so boring i'm like yeah i knew it was gonna happen Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap up this section of the podcast. We can briefly discuss Drag Race UK versus the world. So, Amon, what do you have going on? Anything you want to plug? Social medias, all that. Uh, you can always follow me everywhere at Amon Adwin. Um, knee deep in BBKN ten coverage. It's been a volatile season so far. So check that on out over at RHAP. Um, and I just recorded another segment of the casual tea with Amon and Beal over on the Purple Pants podcast. It was a good one, y'all. We got into some shit. So definitely check that out. It should be in your podcast feeds Tuesday of this week. And then, um, always, uh, at the choir room with Matt talking about Glee. All right. Beautiful. Beth, what about you? Same old, same old. You can follow me at AugustaWind11 on all my social media. Um, I'm also still on my weekly meltdown. We are covering both uh, Survivor and BB Can 10. Um, and then uh, Hot Mess Moments coming to you with the nanny in Lost. And Amon's whole thing earlier about like, are we just too cerebral? Because we're, th- I literally, we were covering the nanny last night and I was like, I'm going to be honest. I think that we're um, dissecting the structure of the nanny a little too much. It's a sitcom from the 90s. Nobody's thinking of these things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There weren't even podcasts then. No one was planning for that to be. We're like, you know what? I feel like what they're changing the style with which they bring up a, you know, a a problem. I'm like, it's a dumb show from the 90s. I don't think we need to take it this seriously. All right. Well, we will continue to take this dumb show way too seriously. (laughs) And you can follow me on. 
on Twitter at Liana R-H-A-P, podcasting about Survivor with R-H-A-P B&B. Mike Bloom and I are going to be getting together with the Love is Blind crew who just wrapped their season. So that will be Mary and Asia. And then Puya and I are also covering The Masked Singer, which we just recorded the premiere episode this past week, which was a total mess. Very silly. Very fun. So I highly recommend you check that out. Okay, let's jump on into Drag Race UK versus the world. So it's done. It is the finale. We have our winner and it is Blue Hydrangea who is crowned the winner of UK versus the world. Beth, how did you feel about the finale? At least the the final two were correct. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Ultimately, I just think this was relatively boring. I wanted Mm -hmm. more tea to come out. and like the little reunion untucked that we had, I felt like the lip syncs were kind of underwhelming. They weren't amazing. Holy shit, crap. This is amazing. But they weren't horrible. They were just mm-hmm. kind of solid. Um, but I, I do think that Blue Hydrangea had an earned win here and proud of her. I'm excited that she won. Yeah, Mon, how about you? How'd you feel? Um, so I will be honest, I did not get a chance to watch everything yet. Oh no, Although spoilers I, I, for you. I got <laughs> no, I, I, I had I already been spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I had been spoiled because I, okay. I was okay. on Twitter like uh Tuesday mm-hmm. night and then I saw all the congratulations, Blue Hydrangea. Yeah, like, yeah. Damn it. And then I was like, Well, now I don't feel like watching it now, and then I just like never got around to it. That's um fair. but I but I will say um that I did I did see that um both Moo and Mo and that move, move and blow. <laughs> I that I was pleased that Blue and Mo did um end up as the top two, and it was uh, like the fact that Juju B is now third place again. It's just like, what is going on here? Like, it's like sis. Obviously, the if this was whole strategy for you, Juju B, where you decided not to be a threat so that you wouldn't get sent home, it didn't work this time either because now you're third place again. So. If you get asked to come back for another season of Drag Race, I don't care what it is, bring your A-game, up them looks, and stop being so mediocre. I, that's all I got to say to you, boo-boo. We love you. We always will. You're the, you're the great Juju B. But come mm-hmm. on now, girl. Come on. Come on. I will say this. Her finale look was the best she's ever looked on any runway and any season that she's ever okay, done. I, I and it, glad to watch but that. to your point, Aman, it was somewhat simple enough that I'm like I could have seen you do this in All-Star 6. 6? 5. 5. 5. 5. <laughs> They're all yeah. melding. <laughs> I know. Um, five. I just kind of feel like uh, I don't know. I It was beautiful. It's the best she's ever looked. Everything okay. from head to toe was gorgeous. I think that's a problem with Juju. She's got those moments of greatness and so it's like yeah, that that super, super, super star is in there instead of just a charismatic superstar yeah. but then mm-hmm. so many of the times it feels like a missed opportunity so I totally hear what you're saying, Mon. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I, look, this was so boring. This was so boring. So mm-hmm. Drag Race uh, UK versus uh, the world uh, has been my damn. like Tuesday workout video. So I um, download it. I go to the gym and I do my little stair stepper, do the treadmill. Okay, and I was okay. like, I am so fucking bored because it was just <laughs> talking about nonsense. And then I was like, I'm done. I get off. I go to like do some weights and then it starts getting exciting with the reunion, which I totally get, Beth, that you wanted more, but it was still really fun to have, you know, Pangina 
and Jimbo in the same room again and Blue was there and I felt like some teeth came out. That was actually somewhat entertaining. And then we got the underwhelming lip sync. So at least we could say that, well, Mo and Blue were the two that were at the end. So at least I didn't have to worry because once I was like, oh my God, is Baga going to be in the final? Like, I'm not going to be able to stay calm if there is a chance that Baga or Jujubee will win this season. So once it got down to those two, Mo and Blue was like, okay, that's fine. I can relax. I can breathe easy. And I kind of didn't really care of the two of them, which one were to win, but I'm very happy for Blue. Mm -hmm. I wanted Mo to get her recognition, but I did feel like Mm -hmm. Blue probably one-upped her in all of the lip syncs and in the competition. She had the win. so You should have known it was going to happen when they had that whole storyline in the premiere about like when Blue confronted Mo saying like, well, yeah, I I was, you know, there at the club one of those nights when you were there and you were kind of rude to me. So now this is like the whole closing of that arc of like Blue beating the girl that was mean to her in the beginning. So, yeah. I forgot about that. That is a (laughs) fabulous callback. I actually love that as like coming full circle that now, you know, Mm -hmm. the girl who whose name you didn't remember like she's the one mm-hmm. who beat you at the end that's that's mm-hmm. beautiful i love that or beautiful i guess i should beautiful <laughs> i will say my favorite line from this finale was when mo chooses baga and baga goes why would you choose the dancer <laughs> well and mo was like i have to make no the strategic sense. choice like i have to make the obvious choice <laughs> yeah that that was pretty great too mo going this is all strategy it's strategy i'm doing wait so wait so what did she have to choose her for so yeah go ahead beth oh so mo had uh they did like the little sp- spinny thing to figure out who does the first lip sync. Yeah, it was the lip sync oh, okay, and then they choose and so she chooses to go against Baga mm-hmm. and ba- everyone starts laughing afterwards because Mo's like I'm just doing the strategic choice. This mm-hmm. is the smartest choice you can make. It's the pr- it's mm-hmm. purely strategy. It's nothing mm-hmm. personal. I'm choosing Baga and everyone starts laughing because Baga goes uh, why would you <laughs> choose the dancer? Like makes okay. no sense. You know it was so funny. Gotcha. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that that part was amusing. Yeah, I think I would like skip the first half of the episode. I would watch the I would probably watch the little reunion thing that they did. And then I would probably watch the lip syncs just to like have the sense. But you have to watch the runway because you need to watch Lemon's runway. It was my favorite thing. Oh, I'm sure Lemon came back with a vengeance. Oh, singing like a little like a little yellow canary ever since she got eliminated. So come on. It changed my life. I loved that <laughs> runway so much. It was so good. Lemon was asked, what did you learn? And she was like, nothing. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. Because didn't she ask that of everybody else? And they were like, what did you learn? She went, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. It was so it was good. the so the reunion was the best part. And like Pangina interacting with Jimbo and Jimbo being like, I could have called you this, 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 saying a bunch of shady stuff, but I I didn't. But she had just but I'm said not it. going so to. It, yeah, it was very like old untucked energy where people were willing to be shady and weren't worried about what the fans were gonna say. So was that great. was really mm-hmm. truly a joy to watch. But okay. That I did like it. some of their speeches too when they were the I like, emotional speeches. Yeah, I like some of them. I felt like they were really, some of them had some really emotionally powerful things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I really like the, why, why is drag so important in the world here? I feel like that question would have been more powerful had it not been queens only from the UK and the US 
you want to hear why drag is important in the world, it would have been great if Pangina was up there or Janie Jacquet, who have two different franchises that aren't as well watched as UK and US um, and are from, you know, another one that is from Europe, but somebody who has a completely different cultural approach to drag in, in, in Asia. And I think that that could have been a more powerful response. Um, and so I, I hope that should we have that as a question in the future that we have more representation up there from different countries to answer it. Cause I think that, that could be even more powerful. What was weird about the whole thing was it was like, let's go through your journey. The season was like six episodes long. <laughs> yeah. I was there. I watched them fail throughout the whole season. Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about how shit you literally all were in different ways. <laughs> so Juju B, tell us about your bottom three bottom placements in a row. Hmm? How does that feel like? She, I love when she was like, and then I really hit my stride in that in the challenge. Last week. Like last week. <laughs> it was one challenge and it was a week ago. Uh, you don't hit a stride once. That's was, not how you hit a stride. <laughs> I was so excited for this season. It was such a mess. I'm so happy it's over. Um I mean it, you know, how many episodes was that? Six, seven? Yeah, it was I think I think only six episodes. And Damn, just remember, it's like if, if you those... could have like shaved off some of the American version episodes and then put it over there, then maybe, you know. Can we trade? <laughs> like, I know it's international, but can we like swappies some of these episodes? Just think in the whole time that UK versus the world was on, only like two queens were sent home from season 14. <laughs> maybe three. That's so true. Yeah, because the season started after. So it's yeah. six episodes. Oh my god, yeah, wait, hold on. So we have had 10 episodes of yeah. season 14. We had six episodes and they managed to eliminate everyone but the winner. So they eliminated eight queens when there are eight queens left. Like, what? I, what anyway, whatever. Yeah. You math. get our feelings. Drag math. Drag math. Okay, let's get out of here. So, boom. We will be back next week to talk about the Lollapurusa things lip sync smackdown from our season 14 no uk versus the world coverage because that is over and we will keep you posted on what's going on with the all-star season potentially all winners all of that nonsense okay so again you can follow me on twitter at liana rhap you can follow beth at augusta wind 11 and amon adwin at amon adwin Leave your star ratings and reviews for us on iTunes. You can do that by going to robhasawebsite.com slash drag race. Do it, please. It will help us. Robhasawebsite.com slash drag race. And uh, that does it. That does it for us. So thank you to Scott St. Pierre for all your help behind the scenes. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.